Articles by Desiring God Born Between God and Man Welcoming Our Long-Awaited Priest Written and Read by John Bloom Noel, 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 Noel Born is the King of Israel. That is a glorious refrain from a much-beloved Christmas hymn. And of course, it's true. Jesus, as the Messiah, was born a king. Israel had hoped for a king to liberate her from her enemies. The people had long been expecting the Messiah's arrival. And when he appeared, they expected him to ascend as their ultimate king. When the wise men reached Palestine, their first question was, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Matthew 2, verse 2. Herod slaughtered the Bethlehem innocents because he feared this new king of Israel. And Jesus himself, in so many words, declared himself to be the king of the Jews to Pilate. See John 18, verse 36. But when Jesus came into the world the first time, it was not, as his disciples had earnestly hoped, to restore the kingdom to Israel, Acts 1, verse 6. He had a more pressing mission. Before his coronation, we need consecration. Before his complete reign, he must complete our righteousness. Before he becomes our sovereign, he must become our sacrifice. Though Jesus truly was born our long-awaited king, he had appeared first to do the bloody work of a priest. Prophet, then priest, then king. This caught most people off guard, but scripture foretold the pattern. When God delivered the Israelites out of Egyptian bondage to establish them as a holy nation, he did so in a specific progression. First came the great prophet, Moses, to proclaim the good news of liberation and to call out the people. Then came the great priest, Aaron, to mediate the mercy of God by providing means for forgiving the people's sins and cleansing them from unrighteousness. Then, quite a while later, came the great king, David. This old covenant progression foreshadowed Jesus' new covenant progression. First, he revealed himself to be Israel's great Moses-like prophet proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction as he began to call out the people, Matthew 9, verse 35. Then he revealed himself to be Israel's great Melchizedek-like priest, see Psalm 110, verse 4, as well as the great sacrificial lamb of God, providing the ultimate forgiveness for the people's sins and cleansing them from all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9. And though Jesus bore marks of kingship throughout his ministry, we are still waiting for him to fully reveal himself as Israel's great David-like king. In other words, though Jesus simultaneously occupies all three offices of prophet, priest, and king fully and eternally, on earth, we are still living in the era of Jesus' prophetic proclamation of the gospel and Jesus' priestly mediation of God's mercy towards sinners. Although everything is in subjection under his royal feet, quote, at present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, 
End of quote. Hebrews 2, verse 8. Altar before scepter. We all, like our ancient forebears, long for our righteous King of Kings to finally put an end to the evil that is the cause of such misery and grief in our lives and in our world. As we celebrate the first coming of Christ, we join Zechariah in praise as we look to the future grace of Jesus' kingly reign. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Luke chapter 1, verses 68 through 75. However, if a merciful priest doesn't precede a righteous king, A righteous king's reign is not good news to us, because on our own we are not holy and righteous as God is. We are sinful and wicked. We all know this deep down. To stand before God with our sin unatoned for is destruction. That's why we all need to encounter Jesus, our high priest, before we encounter Jesus, our high king. We need him to mediate God's mercy to us by making an offering for our guilt before he comes to execute justice and righteousness in the land. We need him to serve at the altar before he wields the scepter. Tender Mercy of Our God Zechariah, being a priest, knew this, which is why, I think, as he turned his words to his infant son, the forerunner of the Messiah, He ended his declaration of praise this way, A new child will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Luke 1, verses 76 through 79. Zechariah knew the Messiah's appearance wasn't merely about God's people being saved from their enemies, but about God's people being saved from being God's enemies because of the guilt of their own sins. The Messiah was coming to mediate the tender mercy of God, as well as his holy righteousness, that he might ultimately deliver us from all our danger. Born is the priest of Israel. It's right for us to long for Jesus' reign over all rebellious reality. It's right for us to groan inwardly as we wait eagerly the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, which will come when Christ returns for his great earthly coronation. So, it is right for us to sing and celebrate the advent of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, But it is also right to think of Christmas as a day to overflow with gratitude and celebrate with feasting the fact that Jesus came to consecrate us before his coronation. He came to make us righteous before assuming his reign. He came to become our sacrifice before becoming our sovereign. In the tender mercy of our God, 
Jesus has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away our sin by the sacrifice of himself. Hebrews 9, verse 26. So I don't think the anonymous hymn writer would be at all offended if we sometimes adapted the refrain and sang, Noel, 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 Noel. Born is the priest of Israel. Having first come as our priest, we now have every reason to look forward to when our king will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Hebrews 9, verse 28. For more resources, visit DesiringGod.org.